Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 215-9494. I'm Rob Cherry. In for Glenn Macdow with Mike Sealski today in the Midday Show. At uh, 1 o'clock today, the Go Birds. And at 3 at three o'clock, leading off, and then 3.30 is Phillies on deck and then uh, Phillies baseball today. In San Francisco against the Giants, Noah Syndergaard versus Jacob Junis. Phillies lost last night 13-1. to in San Francisco, not the good. They had a terrible start to this road trip, and the first game against the Giants was rather pathetic as well. Thirteen-one loss last night. So if you didn't stay up, or you didn't have Apple TV, or didn't listen on the radio last night, you didn't miss anything. It was just an awful, awful situation. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's get uh, some phone calls in here. Danny on the cell. You're on ninety four WIP. Hey, what's going on, man? Good to be with you guys. Hi, Danny. Uh, so I want to give my prediction. I really think if we don't win 13 or 14 games this year for the Eagles, it's going to be a disappointment. 13 or 14? Wow. Uh, I mean, well, 12 or 13 is what I meant to say. But I think they should be in the running to host the NFC Championship game. I mean, you should sweep Washington. You should sweep New York. Even if you split it with the Giants, you should win the division. That gets you at least one game. But this schedule is weak. And I know we talked a lot about the dream team today and how it didn't pan out. But with the talent they added, if you're not pushing at the end of the season to be the number one seed, to have a, uh, a buy-in playoffs and possibly host the NFC Championship game, I think it's a disappointment. You didn't go out and spend the money you spent and make the moves that you made to do anything less than that, I don't think. You know, it's interesting, Danny. I think um... – I, I think you are correct to a degree. I wouldn't go as quite as far as you are in terms of the optimism. I'm optimist, optimistic about them, too. I, I think they should win 12 games this season. I think anything beyond that is kind of pushing it just because um, the three— and again, we've been, we've been talking about this for weeks now because of the moves they made in the offseason. The three big questions are Jalen Hurts, Jonathan Gannon, and Nick Sirianni. Um, and I do think there's a continuity question there too, Rob. I think that, you know, it is going to take a little time for the new acquisitions to assimilate into the offense and the defense and for, you know, Gannon to get it, you know, a really good sense of how he wants to, to, to deploy some of these players, Hassan Reddick in particular. Um, so we'll see. But Shouldn't that, some of that stuff been done in the preseason though? Well, in a preseason game maybe? They're, because of the, they're all new? They're, they're, doing, they're doing that uh, – I mean, look, they're they're doing that at practice. They're doing that at walkthroughs. They would argue that you don't need to do those kinds of things very much in a game. And 
I'm inclined to agree with them only because now the regular season is up to 17 games. Um, it's going to continue climbing. You know, the, the uh, CBA is going to expire in, what, seven or eight years, and we're going to get at least an 18-game season, if not more than that, I think. And so the preseason games themselves are going to become less and less relevant. Players aren't going to want to play in them. Coaches don't see them as, as useful as, as in the way that they well, want to What about stay. regular season? You mean you can just throw a regular season game away because the, the team's not ready or they, they just need to acclimate? Nobody's going to be ready. It's just yeah. going to be a matter of, of you know who's less ready than, than yeah. the other team um, because the NFL wants to make money and it's, you know, it's going to keep expanding the regular season and, unless the players themselves push back. Ima- imagine what happens if the defense plays lousy in Detroit and they lose because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, believe How me. people are going to react like, why didn't these guys play in the preseason? Why were we fooled again by a dream team defense that can't play together? Yeah, but there are 16 games to go after that. You're right. I think that's exactly what the reaction will be. Um, I don't think that's going to happen, not because I think that the Eagles will be super prepared for the Lions one. aren't that good. I just don't think the Lions yeah. are very good. Um, and so... Uh, we'll see, but you're right. Like that always happens. They they lose the op- if they lose the opener, um, people are are apoplectic over it. Um, but I don't think they're going to lose the opener. I think they're going to be fine. At least I, week one. I would agree. Uh, Ruben in Germantown wants to talk about the opener. Ruben, you're on ninety four WIP. How's it going, yeah, fellas? Fun. How's everything? Great, Ruben. How are you? Uh, I'm hanging in there. Yeah, I'm going out there uh, Friday. I'm going to the game out Detroit. Oh, really? Uh, Driving? Yeah, yeah. We're going. We're going. The fellas. We're going to do a road trip out there. You going to see any place on the way, or is there somewhere in, in the uh, well, Detroit we, area well, you're going to check out? Well, we definitely going to check out Hitsville with Motown, with Temptations, and everybody. The studio they put their tracks down. We're going to do that, and then we're going to probably try to go to the what's that the famous uh, Ford uh, factory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're going to check out a few things out there. Yeah, there's a there's a famous and terrific pizzeria um, in Detroit. In, in Detroit. Um, I want to say Supino, I think. Um, it was featured on the Food Network. It's supposed to be really, really good. So um, I might be getting their name wrong, but if you get a chance to Google it, uh, find it well, and check we're it out. Sta- we're standing, I think it's called Livonia. Is it Livonia? i got to okay. look at it. It's, it's like outside. Well, it's, it's, the stadium is like 16 minutes from where okay. we're staying at. Well, my question to you guys is, uh, like, I guess you touched on it a little bit about the practice. Um, do you have any concerns? Like like a, like a possibly upset or anything. I mean, I don't I don't see it, but like, what would be your concerns if that was to happen? Well, I mean, my concerns would be it's week one of the NFL season and anything can happen. Um, yeah, because there, there's there's really no identity, right? Right. You, we we don't know much about these teams yet. Um, you know, I mean, look look at it this way. Go back to week one last year, and the Eagles absolutely destroyed the Falcons, thirty two to three. And at the time. I think it was 32-3, maybe 32-6, actually. But anyway, at the time, the narrative was, oh, okay, well, the Falcons are going to be terrible. We know they're going to be terrible. They're proving that they're going to be terrible. And what ended up happening was the Falcons were a little bit better than people thought they were going to be. This is a no-win situation. If they lose, it's like they're not prepared. If they win, it's like the Lions stink. Right. Yeah, it's exactly right. So I'm I'm trying to think back, because I I went to that game, too, last year when they opened up against the Falcons, and I think they were underdogs. It it was like two and a half, right? No, it was three, and then at game time, it dropped to like two and a half. Yeah, and and look, the Eagles weren't as good as they looked that first week either. Um, Right. You know, and it's week one. It's week one, and and I'm it's a. Bo- the, it's, it's the it's the hard not to scare me, man. Yeah, not I think I think, me, but it's just you know. It, no, it Ruben, I think toes. I think you're 100 percent right about that. I think people who really pay attention to football 
are watching Hard Knocks and they're learning. Here's what it is, though, Rob. They're learning. They think they're learning something about the Lions that they're not seeing from the Eagles. They feel like they're getting an inside look at the Lions, and we don't have an inside look at the Eagles. The so Lions they, are working harder. Yeah. They're not taking this for granted. The Eagles are just like, oh, we don't need to uh, well, play anybody in our preseason we, games. There, it's it's you are able to see it on video that the Lions are working hard, and you are not able to see it with the Eagles. Doesn't mean the Eagles aren't working hard. I have no doubt that they are. But the the visual of it and the story of it resonates with people in a way that it can't because the Eagles aren't on hard knocks. Well, I'm not watching hard knocks, so neither am I. I guess I'm not scared. <laughs> I'm, I'm I, I could because I keep hearing people bring it up, mm-hmm. like, well. It's it's hard knocks. Yeah, it's not like you know. Yeah, um, l- look, there are a lot of teams that aren't on hard knocks that are going to be better than than the Detroit Lions. Detroit will be. is does not know how to win. Nah. They're going to have to prove they know how to win before I, you get scared yeah. of them. Yeah, Stephen Bristol, you're on ninety four WIP. Hey Mike, you're going to do the book on a dunk, right? Uh that's that's the plan. You're gonna you're gonna include the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit in that. You know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, spell this out for me. Connie Hawkins is the father. I, I'm already. I just said to Rob during the break, Steve, I am in the midst of reading Connie's uh, book, uh, Foul, that right. he that he co-wrote in the 70s, uh, and I've already reached out to members of his family. I'm looking forward to doing well, a deep dive on Connie. Well, the thing with Connie Hawkins, Julie Serving, and, and Jordan, Jordan, the only thing they yep. had, had in common was Julie Serving's idol was Connie Hawkins. Mm-hmm. He tried to pattern his game against them. They played occasionally, and they're, they're a big age difference, but uh, Doc said... I can't be him mm-hmm. because he's big. He, here's the guy who's almost six nine. Yeah, could fly. And the only the only story I ever heard about him is when he finally made it in the NBA. It was the Suns against the Lakers? Mm-hmm. He, he did a sky hook dunk on Wilt, hmm. and they were coming down on the court, and Wilt said, "Do that again, and I'll kill you." <laughs> and and Connie Hawkins says he knew Wilt from New York, and when Wilt tells you something. And, and they asked Wilt later, what, what, what did you do to shut Connie down? I just told him to stop. So wait a second. So he never did it again? He, he didn't dunk on Wilt at all in the, in the playoff series. <laughs> I'm going to have to do a deep dive into this into this anecdote to find out uh, if the, it's true. The funny thing is, with Connie Hawkins was, he always felt, what's the word, abandoned. Yes. Because he was suspended in yep. his prime time. Yep. Yeah. He, he was always trying to make up for it. And Wilt told him, he says, if you're going to make me look bad, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> it was as simple as that. He said, I know you got a big chip on your shoulder because they kept you out of pro basketball, but I wasn't the guy that did it. Yeah. You did it to yourself. Yeah, well, trust me, Steve. Connie's going to be a big part of the book. I've only just begun the research. Um, I got more than a year to work on it. So I, I really appreciate the interest. Um, and, uh, you know, all will be revealed in 2024 when I finally publish this thing. Vince in South Philly, you're on 94 WIP. Hi, guys. Good afternoon. Um, Mike, real quick, uh, I don't know how you take this. If you ever co- uh, hosted a show with Robbie E., I don't think I could tell you guys apart. You sound so much alike. <laughs> wow. But uh, <laughs> No, I think it's just me talking a lot. No, uh, no, no not at all. Um, regarding Jalen Hurts and, the pro- and his progress, um, I have to go back to last year's Tampa Bay game. Now, what I'm about to say isn't going to change the outcome or the result or whatever, but... To me, to this day, it still bothers me that they deferred the kickoff. And I'm saying, you've got to be kidding me. You know, you give the, you know, the opening possession to Tom Brady. I'm thinking, this is the, the one time you don't do that. And, and then, you know, a short time later, it's 31 nothing, and that's the ball game. To me, I could say the game still could have ended 31-15, to 15, but on a different level. In other words, like, say if... Uh, 
you know, they didn't defer the kickoff. Okay, you could there could be somewhat of a competitive situation still going on. And I was envisioning, say, uh, Tampa goes up, like, say, 24-7 to in the third quarter, and then um, Hertz drives them down, and they, you know, convert to two-point conversion after the touchdown, and all of a sudden it's 24-15. to In other words, you see how he reacts under different points of the game, and then Tampa scores the touchdown to make it 31 to 15 at the game at the end. Now, obviously, it doesn't impact uh, you know whether they would have won or not. But the point is, you would have gotten to see Hertz under different game conditions, and then you would have had a better idea. Okay, here's what he does well, and here what here's what he doesn't do well. Well, well, I would say this, Vince. Um, if memory serves me correctly, the Bucks got the ball to start the game, drove the field, and scored a touchdown easily. Easily, and the Eagles went three and out. So you learned a little something about Jalen Hurts right there too, and 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 their readiness for a game like that. Um, Maybe he was feeling the pressure because he's already behind seven nothing. You, you never know. He did not have a good day that no. day, um, and they struggled to run the ball against Tampa's front. They got they got out everything against. The Buccaneers, but maybe day. it's different if they get the ball first and move down the field maybe, a little. Bit. Maybe, maybe those first round games throughout the NFL playoffs last year were very one sided. Um, it was the first year that the I think that the league had expanded the playoffs, yeah. um, gone to seven teams in each conference, and those those first round as great. Well, that's why as, the Eagles made the playoffs, right? And as great as those second round and championship games were, I mean, you're talking about the Chiefs, well, Bills classics. game, you know, all of them were tremendous. Those first round games were completely one-sided. So look, we can debate all we want. Should the Eagles have deferred? Should they not have deferred? The Buccaneers were a much better team than them last year. It would have been stunning if the Eagles had gone into Tampa and won that game. What's funny is usually it's the wild card weekend that's got the better games, and the second weekend they're blowouts because you have a wild card team going against the division champ. Right, exactly. You, you, you've got the second seed playing yeah. the first weekend uh, because only the the top seed gets the bye. So, um, look, I think to a degree we can make too much of that one game, but it did show how far away the Eagles were at that time from genuinely competing. You know, to be one of the top teams in the conference. Ed and Upper Darby, you're on 94 WIP. Hey guys, how you doing? Hey Rob, I used to talk to you back in the day about the Sixers and all that and all that. What do you think about the Sixers this year and all? Uh, what do you think? How these are going to perform? Um, I'm I'm a skeptic about the Sixers, even with all the improvements they made. You're going to have to prove right. that that James Harden really is coming to play this year. Right, right. And they were my favorite Philly team, but you know my favorite. I'm talking pretty. My favorite Philly team now is the Philadelphia Union. I'm going to the the tenth game next week against Orlando City, but I think that's the mo- that building is the most a- a- athletic atmosphere ever. I mean, that they, sons of Ben, they never stop, they never shut up. I mean, that's the, that's the, the electricity over there is unbelievable. If you ever been to a Union game, it's unreal. And I believe they, if they they're going to win the championship, then you definitely deserve a parade. It's, it's they're just so good. Yeah, you know that's what got people interested in the Flyers back in the late the early 70s right is that it it was the style of play it was Broad Street the Bullies. Broad Street Bullies and it was success it was Philly's foray into a major sport and a major sports league it had not happened before and it didn't take the Flyers long to become a dominant and different kind of team now is this happening with the union they're they've been dominant this season they're they're terrific as we said earlier Ed Every indication is the atmosphere 
uh, at that stadium in Chester is just incredible. It's uh, unbelievable. It's like the know. building is shaking and all that. But real quick on, on uh, the Eagles, I think they're going to lose week one. I really do because I think Detroit played pretty well last year at the end and all that. But you know, I think the Eagles are going to have a good year. But I just think that I have them losing week one against Detroit. Uh, I don't uh, know how you feel about uh, yeah, it. Yeah, you know, Jared Goff doesn't scare me <laughs> as an opposing quarterback. I, I don't see what the Lions have. And again, could be wrong, as we said it's week one. Anything can happen. But I don't see where the Lions are the kind of team that can pull off that kind of upset from a scheme standpoint. There's nothing about them where I go, well, they've got this creative offensive mind or they've got this quarterback who can pick you apart. They they, they don't scare me. They found ways to lose last year, and I don't know that they found they know how to win yet. Yeah, I and think that's – you've been saying that about the Lions for 50 years. and I think, They've never been in a Super Bowl. I don't no. even think they've been in a conference championship game. Maybe once? I think once in against Barry Dallas, Sanders. Maybe? Uh, they beat Dallas, and I think they got killed by the Packers, I want to say. Right. I, f- I forget. Um, sometime in the early 90s. That's they, hard to do. Yeah. To not, not even be in, in 50, what, 55 years Super Bowls? Yeah. They've never, never been in one. No. Them and the Browns, right? The Browns have never been in a Super Bowl. The, but Yeah, but the Browns haven't been around that long. Well, I mean, the Browns were no, winning championships no, no, no. in the, the early... Cle- the Cleveland Browns became the Cleveland... They moved to Baltimore. That team went to the two Super okay, Bowls. Okay, all right, all right. The, the original Cleveland Browns are somewhere else. The, these Browns started in, what, 1999? Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, I, so I was that, even thinking of them in terms of, like, the Bernie Kosar Browns, you know. That wasn't even them either. Yeah. That was the one that moved to Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's difficult for a team to be in the league as long as the Lions are never in a Super Bowl. True, right. true. We come back, I want to get your all-time top five or, or starting lineup for LaSalle. Okay. All-time LaSalle because you're a LaSalle guy. We need more explorer discussion here. We do. 215-592-9494 WIP Sports Time 5 Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 